This is the Real Estate Power Play Podcast, getting you the information that you need to be a successful real estate investor. Hosted by Mark Monroe, Ronnie Walker, Gabe Rodarte, and me, Marty Grizzani. Combined, we've done thousands of real estate transactions. So get ready for real stories and true case studies on finding deals, growing portfolios, and making money. Welcome to the show. What's up? What's up, guys? What's happened to the Real Estate Power Play podcast? Uh, man, that was fun. <laughs> guys, we just wanted to welcome you. Uh, today, we're doing a quick session over working with brokers and realtors. Ronnie, how you been? I've been good, man. How are you? I am fantastic, man. Fantastic. Um, we wanted to just really highlight something that uh, we think is outdated from what we've been hearing, yet it still works for us. So I don't know what's happening. Um, Ronnie, we're going to hit hard. We're just going to jump into it. Yeah, How man. is the real estate power players? Like we got Marty and Mark, and we're all working with brokers and realtors. I work a lot with brokers, especially since I'm doing more commercial type stuff. Man, what is the, let, let's go to this. What is the thing that we hear people say that's like, oh yeah, that doesn't work anymore. Like, what is that? What is that one thing? What do you think it is? You think it's just because there's not hot, the, the market's too hot or something? Or what do you think that yeah. is? Yeah, I think uh, I, I actually spoke to a guy, I think it was two weeks ago, um, two weeks ago, and I was reaching out and actually engaging in conversations with a couple of realtors and brokers. And and um, one of the guys asked me about it and he's like, dude, like the market's so hot, they just buy them all themselves or, you know, they've got their their tight niche of people. And, you know, that's already that's already basically taken. And, and the idea is like, hey, it's a small world. Everybody's already got their sources. And um, and I think I think it really comes down to, you know, jumping in. It's really easy to discredit things, right? It's really easy to be like, oh, man, that's already taken or oh, that's already known. And, and really, relationships are something that either grow or they or they diminish. Right. And if we're yeah. building those, everyone's looking for a really strong relationship as someone to take care of them. And to and to be the solution to their problem, and so those are those are really the the two things that I've run into is people just feeling like, oh, they've already got their people. Oh, this doesn't work. Oh, yeah. those deals. You know, why didn't someone else buy that deal already? And it's it's really just this limited mindset totally. that I'm running into. Right? It's just kind of this negative down. I'm not going to be able to do a deal from that realm. That's uh, that's what I run into when I'm talking to people about this strategy. Yeah, totally. And, and that exact same thing, uh, limited mindset as far as these these brokers already have relationships or the realtors already have relationships. They're already talking with other people. It's going to take too long or there's just so many of them. I don't know really who to talk to and who to contact. Um, look, most of my single family, well, I'd say most, we've sold off some and we've done some, some, uh, our mobile home parks, all of our parks came from brokers, from realtors off market, off market. So guys, we want to hammer this out, right? Ronnie, we want to just highlight a couple things, get rid of the naysayers and highlight maybe three, four things each of like what you could be doing as an investor to be building that relationship with realtors and with brokers. So um, 
Absolutely. Well, and I think I think with people understanding that, you know, realtors and brokers from the wholesale realm, you know, for me, I used to kind of uh, I was taught early on a number of years ago that like they're kind of the enemy, right? Like they're right. kind of the, you know, like the ones that you need to stay up. They're not very creative. They're very traditional. You know, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to kill the deal. And, you know, over the last couple of years, I've actually realized that being able to integrate them as people who source deals because they're talking to sellers and being able to find and have buyers like they have relationships. And especially as I've gotten more into like infill development and looking at pieces of land and more onto the affordable housing side and even connecting with like the cities, right? Like Kalamazoo, <clears throat> Kent, like realizing that these relationships there are plots of land. There are people who are plugged into sources that if I know what I'm looking for, they can bring that to me or they might know somebody that is actually a good fit on a specific niche. And so I think just really as a wholesaler, understanding that there is massive advantages to us building these relationships. But it's not right. necessarily, this, this is what I think what happens is that we get into this thing of going, well, if it's not going to make me money today, I don't have time for it. Right. Right. And so, and if I'm a wholesaler, if I'm an investor and I'm competing against someone else, like, you know what, whatever, I don't have time for it. Let's, let's move on. Partially that's true. We've, we all follow this, this rule of, of just how we perform is just follow the task closest to the money. Let's get knocking on those things first. That's true. But there's and, and we do see that. But for some reason, there's this there is a really key thing that you're saying is like they are a kind of the enemy. And I'm like, that's that's no longer true. And so we're going to knock into that. Right. We're going to knock that out. So let's let's go into number one. So what's what's one top thing you're thinking of right now that you're like, OK, this is something that someone should be doing as they build their business it might not be where they spend eight hours a day i strongly advise against doing something like that but if they were to do a supplement or something to add in to their regiment what is it and I, you used to teach me some of this stuff before right. like hey on your schedule per day add this thing into their gabe so what what let's just name those things yeah i think i think the very first thing is from a very basic standpoint, just add in one reach out to a realtor per day, right? Okay. If, if you were to just add in one realtor reach out per day and what open kind of up realtor? a conversation. How do we find these? What, what, what kind of what kind of realtor would you say, look, man, don't waste your time in this type. Do, do this type. If I only had so much time, brand new wholesaler, brand new investor, Ronnie, help me. So what I would do is I would go to either the MLS or I would go to like Zillow. And I would look up all the solds within the price range of property that I'm looking for. Got so it. I would, if, if I'm looking for in an area and, and let's say I, I, I'm trying to find something that's 75,000 to 120,000, I just pull all the sales in there and then I would just get the real, it's all public, right? If you have prop stream, you can just do right. it from there. Just grab that sale price range in your area and then go down to the agent information. It has their number right there. It's public. Right. And then just create a, a list and just start calling those guys. Right. And and literally call until you talk to one person a day. And then once you connect with that one person, send them a text message and uh, and then just follow back up with them and, you know, let them know, hey, I'm, I'm looking for deals. 
I'm uh, I'm currently looking for a property in these areas. Do you have anything? And I as like long that. as you stay in front of them, um, you're going to create a relationship over time. And especially if you've already gotten relationship, guys, someone they're going to mention you to somebody else, and they're going to be like, "Oh, I know, I know, Gabe. Oh, you know what? Let me call Gabe on my next deal." Just because of that relationship, and you just gradually planting those seeds, eventually something will pop. You know what? That's really good. Here's here's one of the things that I would do to add to that is mention, hey, I know you're in an office. I don't have representation. Do you have anyone else that is in your office that you can represent me on? Go find a deal within your office. Do you have a brokerage that has maybe 10, 20, 30, 100 people, 200 people? I just send the deal over. You'll represent me as the buyer and you'll get the the share. The seller is going to pay for this anyways. If it's going to be that, if it's an off market deal, you're going to represent me anyways. Right. Or I'll give you a fee of yep. some sort. Right. That's through the office. So there's some things like that. That's kind of like the terminology that you could use, right? Something like that, where you're letting them know, hey, look, represent me. That's fine. That's okay. I don't care. I just need to put the money to work. And and I think on top of that, one of the things that I really like to uh, do, especially recently, is I will just straight up tell them, hey, I'm I'm probably not the top price buyer. Right. Like I'm, I'm not going to be the guy who pays you top, but what I am is I'm the guy that you can rely on if you need this thing closed. And, and what that looks like is here's how I'll close that. I have two ways of doing that. And you just are transparent. One, if it's a deal that I'm willing to buy, I will tell you exactly what I would buy it at. And two, if I have a relationship of an investor not blast it out and just tie you up for for a long time. But if I have a relationship of someone that would buy it, hey, I'll bring them to the table and we can close too and we'll just assign it to them. Um, And what this does is it shows your transparency and that you want to make money and you want to do deals and that you're looking for deals specifically. Um, And the more that I've actually taken deals down and then turned around and relist them and freshened them up and cleaned them, this is what's really opened up the door for me to be like, yeah, I just I just did this deal in Grand Haven. Hey, I did that one right. in, in Muskegon. And all of a sudden, there's a track record that starts building up. with Yeah, let's go over that part. So now let's step two or, or a second thing is like building that track record. I think that uh, to add to what you're saying is the track record is really the follow up with the brokers and with the realtors. Um, I think that what happens is someone might reach out. And guys, it's as simple as saying like, hey, put it in your calendar, in your Google calendar, right? Just say, hey, I contact so-so, call them sometime today. doesn't have to be at a, like you put it at eight o'clock in the morning. You just at some point today, call this person, yep. you know, um, or if, and, and, and I would even say something like you could do something where after you collect maybe 30, 40, 50, 100 of them. You can do something where you text them now. It's like, hey, just following up, seeing what's going on. And the phone calls are for the ones that you really connected with. Yep. You know? Well, and um, I learned this from you. You know, literally on that date, you don't have to sit there for 10 minutes and create a massive message. You can just say, yo, what's up? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, literally just saying, 
Hey, and just reaching out because it's a one-to-one. If they respond with doing well, who is this again? Whatever that looks like, you're engaged in a conversation. Yes. Hey, it's Ronnie. We talked about blah, blah, blah. I was just reaching back out, see how things were going. Like it doesn't. You want people that are busy. What's that? I said, you want people that are busy. Exactly. It doesn't have to be like this crazy in depth. Actually, I find the shorter the message, the more credible I come across and the more likely an actual conversation happens. If I send this block message, that's when people don't respond. Right. Right. It's like, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. Looking for another house. You got anything? No. Hey, I just closed on this. This is what I'm trying to do. All right, cool. Keep me in mind. Boom. And you're done. And it's like, that was more effective than spending 25 minutes crafting this mm-hmm. text message, hoping it's the perfect sales pitch. Yeah. It's I don't like, read those. I don't read those. Wholesalers <laughs> send me those and other people send me stuff through. I don't read them all. Right. I mean, and then I have links in there and other stuff. And guys, look, I've tried that. Don't do that. You're just going to um, frustrate yourself. You're going to frustrate the other people might burn out some contacts. So one just make a contact a day. Try that out. Start may working I, on that. Working add, on that database. May I add something to that? Yeah. Um, guys, what you're trying to do is establish trust mm-hmm. and credibility, right? Where they trust that you are doing what you say you're going to do, and you're not just going to disappear. You're not going to vanish. Right, right. You're going to be someone they can lean on if they find <clears throat> something. And and let me put it this way: it's not just lean on. You're going to be someone that they can lean on knowing that they'll be able to make money, right? That there's a mutual interest of making money together, right? Hey, if they call you, you're going to be able to perform and they're going to make their commission working with you. And I think that's really, really powerful when we're building relationships with realtors is if they got a deal, they know they can take it somewhere. Are you going to make them money or not? Yeah. And that's the key. And so... One, guys, just make a contact to them. Um, I think it's a great thing. Put it in your schedule. Start creating a database or a spreadsheet of just people to contact. Um, and then two, and now we just, ha- I, I've been doing this for so many years. I got a whole database and a whole system set up for it. So I'm really good at this. Um, the two is basically what you're saying and how you're approaching it. And that's the approach is, listen, I don't want to waste your time. The text message is looking like that. It's short and quick. The response is short and quick. The phone call is short and quick. If you're making a phone call going, look, this is what I'm looking for. It's, you know, I'm in these areas. I don't want to waste your time. Would it be better just for me? Would it be better just for me to connect with you every 30 days and seeing what else you have? Put me at the top of the list. I look guys, I have good friends that are, like some of the top wholesalers and they forget to call me sometimes they're going dude you had it i had a deal i'm totally forgot man i sold it to this other buddy you sold it to my friend yeah 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 but he called me the day that it was and he was just and then the deal came in and i you know what you want yeah sure that's how transactions work you can't be offended over that now let's go into something that i really enjoy which is the what I call the deal behind the deal or that relationship building side, like a third point to doing these, why you want to build these contacts. You mentioned it with uh, you learning and getting really getting involved into 
these other types of markets and doing yeah. infill type stuff, the contacts that people have with the contacts, like what you're doing is really building relationships. I know Ronnie, Ronnie has this, now, Ronnie, do you know someone that can, do you know any attorneys in this particular area that works with this type of thing? Right? So there is this extra network that you're building that if you're in the investor world doesn't tend to work as much you know you got to have to have a night night like a wholesaler is maybe not talking to another wholesaler saying hey do you know the best whatever because they're they might not be or or an investor um unless you're in a group where they're willingly sharing that's totally cool and i'm totally I'm like i believe in that because i have three or four of those that i have these tight-knit groups where i'm like guys i need an attorney that does whatever or i need whatever this is something that that brokers and realtors they're almost willing to just give it because they know that it's reciprocating and this is what so, they do so funny story so i have um it was actually today but it was rescheduled to next week i'm uh i'm meeting with somebody from the city of kalamazoo and um the cool thing is this particular person is like very very heavy on the new zoning plan and the housing plan for Kalamazoo. Well, out of this, they've identified, like they've literally identified every single parcel in the city of Kalamazoo. And they've wow. basically segmented them for the different things they want to do, right? For both the larger deals and the smaller, you know, the small developments. And through one relationship that is literally <clears throat> trying to work with the city and train and connect investors like myself with the right parties and right people to do these deals for the city, they have a very strong goal and desire that lines up with what I'm doing. And so right. that creates an avenue for us to make money. Well, it's also an avenue to make, you know, to, to do good in the current city, as well as, some of the government grants and funds that are coming there. And what happens is that's all with a relationship with one person. Dave. Yeah. Right. And so if you can do this with brokers, if you could do this with mobile home parks, if you can do this in single family and just find those key relationships in yep. those areas, you'll be able to build a business out of those. You know, um, uh, one guy I do, I do deals with in Dallas, Texas still. Um, we did, I think we did four deals in, uh, in 2022, those four deals like made me nearly a hundred thousand dollars, right? Nice. One relationship. Um, and, and you know, it, right. Yeah. Like that, that is what, that's the power of just even one or two relationships guys is you don't need a lot. But are you willing to contact 500 people to get two strong relationships that can build your business? And that's how I think that's one of the things that, that we miss out as an investor or like those who are involved in, in the investing side of real estate. When you go and you meet with these other folks that you're doing, there is full on networking groups that aren't um, mixer networking groups where you're just meeting, talking about deals. You're missing, you're, you're, you're talking to someone who runs the barbershop, who runs the, like I said, the attorneys or the, the local bakery or the look, all these people, these people do trend. They all live places. 
right? And those brokers and those realtors, they deal with those people every day. That's their job is to meet with them every day. And it's, you can't do that. It's not your role and it doesn't make sense. I used to do that. I have friends that still do that and they're, they're pretty good at it. I, I kind of got out of doing that, uh, but it helped me to broaden my awareness of how business works and how much time and energy people put into it. On a normal commercial transaction, they're spending anywhere from six to 12 months to get that listing. Six to 12 months on a retail transaction, that relationship might be the second or third deal behind the deal. That might be the, they, they might've, the, the realtor might've sold that person's house or helped them buy a house. And then they did their sister's house. And then they did family member's house and mom's about to pass away. She's moving to an elderly community and they're going, Gabe, they can't list this. This thing is like a hoarder house or whatever, but I've already sold four other homes. I told them I'd take care of them, but here's the thing. And they tell me the story and I'm going, I got one right now. And the person's in, in very bad health situation. And we're going to try to, you know, see what we can do. We'll probably purchase the property and, and move it. But the idea is that comes from a realtor who's like, Gabe, yeah. and I'm, you, you got to have a heart and realize that some of these people are going to work. And so you want them to work for you then you got to think it out. You got to really process it. So right? let me ask go, you this. Okay. Let me ask you this, because I think you're really good at this. How do you, how do you negotiate with realtors? Like, so you, you start talking, they're open, maybe negotiate is not the right term, but how do you tell them the types of deals you're looking for to make sure it fits your criteria where they're not like, yo, this is a good deal. And you're like, dude, no, it's not right. So it's like, this might be a good referral. So how do you navigate once they're like, okay, let's work together this conversation at the price that you need and maintain that credibility? It's all up front. You know, it's just exactly like you said. It's like, listen, you know where I'm at. You know that, yeah. And everybody understands that my role and my job is not to buy at the highest of the market and sell at the high. That's not possible. And so there's a couple of strategies you go about doing. I like to use a strategy often of going, look, you want me just to back into the numbers for you real quick? Yeah. You tell me what it's worth. Well, it's probably really worth this. Okay. Well, let me back into the numbers. You're saying it's worth 150. Let me just tell you what 150 means to me. Okay. And you back into the numbers, you, the closing costs, the fees, the other stuff, the stuff. Now, this is what people misunderstand sometimes. Ronnie, is that that HUD statement or the, the closing, the settlement statement, that settlement statement looks the same for everybody. There's always taxes. There's always fees. It, even in the commercial world, in, in the cash world, there, someone has to pay this stuff. There's liens. There's other stuff on there. There's HOA fees. You name it. There's everything. The settlement statements are the same. It's just who's going to pay for them. And so if they're a realtor who's done many transactions, you go, I like to just go, listen, when it comes down to the settlement statement, I want to make sure that the seller is able to move on right with where they need to be, that you're taking care of on that statement and that the number makes sense for us to help them move on. But then yet I'm in a place where I can perform my business in a, in a profitable way. And that's it. That's my business is no different than the hairstylist, right? I have to have a certain margin 
And I don't, I'm not trying to make a killing where I'm making a 50% profit, right? Like I want everyone to survive and to live. And this is the key because I've killed deals. You've killed deals. This is when you kill a deal guys. And I've seen newbies, wholesalers, investors do this all the time. You kill the deal whenever you can buy it for 150 and you're making money and you're going, I bet you I could get it for 140. I want to go and talk to my friends and I want to share with them just how much I, I'm going to try for 120. And what ends up happening is the seller ends up having seller remorse. The broker or the realtor starts looking at you like a slime ball. You're already considered a, a, a low baller because they're, they're asking you to go like, hey, I just want a, a cash offer. Come in. And now what's happened is the relationship. What's up, Luke? Now the relationship you have with that realtor is no longer a great relationship. You didn't really help out everybody, right? Now you're the slime ball. And now your profit margin might look good to you on paper, but you just ruined a relationship. And what you don't realize is that there's always a deal behind the deal. Man, I have a bro. I have one realtor. He's a, a great friend of mine now. We've done a lot of things together. We've probably known each other for maybe six years. And the first deal that he brought to me was I sat with him. We had coffee uh, the first time I talked to him. And we just connected for whatever reason, maybe similar age, health, other stuff we had in common. And literally, I left the meeting and I'm going, I don't know if this other this guy, like he's looking to do his own thing. I don't know. And then within and I had a follow up. Hey, 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 Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. And then I think within three months, he goes, well, I got this one divorce couple. It's a it's a freaking it's a ball buster. Like, it's just crushing me, man. And I'm like, let me see what I can do to help out. I got on the phone, figured out the whole thing. And I go, listen, I'm going to work this. You're going to get paid, but I need you to stand outside the circle real quick. He's like, what? And I'm like, listen, this is a sticky situation. This one's really, 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 really sticky. Just trust me. I know you don't know me, but I'm going to pay you to get this done. And then because it's actually the deal was actually a really juicy deal. And as we took a video of this place, um, I was like, I'll have you list it. But right now I need you to just trust me. And that took a lot of trust from him. But for whatever reason, it worked. The deal worked. We made a lot of money. He made a lot of money. Um, I think I paid him like $35,000 off of just that, which is a pretty good thing. Yeah. For a realtor. I mean, that's, that's more than most realtors make like, you know, in a year. So the point is, and he sent me, I don't know, six or seven other properties in the meantime going, Hey man, I got something else over the next five years. How many of those type of deals do you need to have? What kind of, how many relationships do you need to have? What happens if you have 10, right? Just 10 of those people throughout yeah. their life. And you know what you got to do? You're just going to go and grab lunch with them every now and then. You got to eat lunch anyways, or you're going to go grab, I don't know, an afternoon. I, I tend to not do coffees anymore, but, you know, I tend to do afternoon stuff. But you're going to go meet with them every now and then. You're going to build a relationship with them. And you do that long enough for someone who's a, a go-getter, Ronnie, and they will start sending you deals. What you don't want to do is do that with people who are tire kicker realtors. Yes. 
that are just not really doing anything. And if, if that's what it is, then you just, there's no way you can, you'll go broke. You're going to, you'll, you're going to go back to doing whatever you're doing before. You can't do that. You have to be around people that know the business. They're going to might ask you, okay, I want to get involved in your next deal. And you go, okay, let's talk about that. That's okay. Yeah. And you know what's really cool out of all of this? You're going to find lenders. You're going to find good relationships. You're going to have other people that are allies to you and your business. And then Ronnie's been talking to some right now. That one contact leads you to something else. Leads you. This is networking at its best and with limited time. You're not driving to the other side of town to have a networking event for three hours that I used to run, right? And you're doing three hours. You put, I could put 300 people in a room, but this is a whole different perspective of it. So yeah. continual. Bro, I, I think that's so powerful, guys. If you if you guys didn't catch all that, go back and listen to what he said because there's like a ton of gold in there. And, you know, in this case, that agent trusted Gabe. But I also want to challenge you guys, like, feel free to trust the relationship too. I, I, on the very similar note, the relationship that I have in Texas, I actually was busy and I said, hey, can you take the ball? on this and we'll split the profit. And I trusted him oh, yeah. by doing that with someone I believed was an A player and knew that they were going to be able to go out and make money because I gave up part of my deal that opened the doorway for us to create a relationship where we started making money together. And so guys, it works both ways. Sometimes, cool. sometimes you could use this lender or you could use this lender to start a relationship, right? Sometimes right. you bring in this guy, pay him a little bit of money so you can open up that relationship for later. And you just got to be able to judge that when you're working with realtors and you're working with brokers. Sometimes you got to bring people in, right? Sometimes it takes a little yeah. bit of trust to build that trust. And so, guys, there's been a ton of gold in this episode when you're going through don't discount these relationships. As Gabe said earlier, uh, don't discount these relationships because you've heard it a time or two, right? There's Good. a question we do have on here that, that came up because we're on Facebook Live for those who are listening. Yep. Uh, do we as investors have to be represented by an agent every time we submit an offer on the MLS? No, you don't. Uh, specifically on auction properties. As far as I know, no, you don't. Um, because when because most people who go to auctions are investors right right they're looking at buying properties and they're coming in with the cash and they're not bringing their broker with their or the realtor as far as submitting offers online um on the mls you don't have to you could be unrepresented yep. and that's totally fine 100 and the good thing about that is you could talk to that that realtor and go look i i do this all the time i don't have representation I don't want representation. If you want a fee, that's fine. If that helps me get a better deal or help us get to the finish line quicker, I would love to do that. Yep, absolutely. I, I, I actually like doing that, just reaching out to the agent directly and talking to him. That's actually how I got into my personal house. I reached out to oh, the agent cool. directly and you know negotiated an owner finance deal with the seller's agent. So um, you went directly to the, uh, it was online? Yeah, the house I'm in right now was actually an on market. It was on market for over uh, it was five months, and wow. uh, I reached out to the seller, the selling agent directly, and she told me that they wouldn't accept owner financing at the time. We went back and forth, 
And uh, I wrote up a thing. I actually, we role played how to present it to our seller and she wow. presented it and, uh, and they accepted, uh, they accepted the she idea initially. Cool. And then we had to go into the actual negotiation of the seller finance terms for the house. But that was me reaching out to a seller directly and having her represent me and get the fee for me rather than me getting another guys. Rate. This is, I love having this conversation because I think we're in the market right now when we're hearing the rates that are above 7%, we're in the market where people are starting to get more creative in what they're doing. And you got to be sharper because you're going to need to have these conversations with people and you're going to need to be sharper when it comes to special terms and stuff. And if you need help with that, we can help you out and kind of give you some direction, but because exactly what ronnie just said it's gonna take some time but it's really cool when it works yeah. and when it works you might even be finding yourself in your own house which is kind of cool yeah absolutely guys it's, wow. it's super awesome so um fantastic bro this has been good yeah, this, this is a good one man uh guys if you need anything connect with us call us text us message us dm us look us up uh the real estate power play podcast we'll see you guys later peace this has been another episode of Real Estate Power Play, guiding real estate entrepreneurs to a brighter future. If you liked what you heard, consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcast or follow us on YouTube at Real Estate Power Play.